It's the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, Lance, and good Saturday morning, everybody, and welcome here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Got a few coaches to chat with here today. Uh, of course, we've got uh, Randy Beeson with the Carroll Boys basketball team going to join us here in just a couple moments. We'll wrap up the season with Coach Sean Minahan. Kemper Boys basketball coach going to join us here just a little bit later this morning. We'll take a look at their two wins already in the playoffs and preview that huge matchup in the uh, district final tonight against uh, Sioux Central. That game again over on kick 106.7. We'll wrap up the season with Carroll Boys wrestling coach Eric Noggle. We'll also wrap up the season a little bit later on this hour with Katie Cook. Of course, she is the head girls basketball coach with the Carroll Tigers. You're listening here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We're back. Randy Beeson set to join us next. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Need a different truck? Champion Ford has a truck for you. Time for new? We have new trucks on the lot, ready to go. Get 0% financing and $1,000 rebate on new F-150, the best-selling truck for 46 years running. Looking for used? We have over a dozen clean, late-model trucks to choose from. Regular cab, extended cab, crew cab, short box, long box. You need it, we have it. Most are certified pre-owned for peace of mind and include free oil changes for life. But don't wait, these won't last long. Carroll's Champion Ford, where everybody wins. Carroll Boys basketball team played an outstanding game on Thursday night up on the road, but saw their season come to an end. We're going to talk about a win earlier in the week for the Tigers. We'll talk about that game up at Healan on Thursday night as well. And then... Uh, Talk a little bit about how the season rolled for the Tigers this year as they finish up 12 and 10. Joining us to do that is their head coach, Randy Beeson. And Randy, as always, we appreciate all of your time. Yeah, good talking to you. Coach, uh, I wish we were talking about you having another game coming up, but uh, Thursday night you guys went up to, to Healing, had a lead twice in, in the first quarter. I think there was four lead changes and three ties in the first quarter alone. But uh, Healing, a 9-0 run late in that first quarter, kind of took the lead for good, ended up scoring 11 of the last 12 points in that quarter, um, got up by five, and then eventually got up by nine in the first half. But you guys battled back, had it down to two, down by four going into the fourth quarter, but uh, just fell a little bit short. How did you feel like you guys played? Yeah, uh, you know, it was a back-and-forth game, and, and they're good. You know, they got the 6'8 kid that can shoot it from outside and can drive it and uh, can post up and score around the basket, too. And uh, they got a couple of good guards to go with them where they can get out and run and make shots, and uh, they're pretty pretty quick and athletic. So, uh, you know, it was a tough one. It's, it's always uh, tough to have your season come to an end, but uh, I, th I thought our guys played really hard in, uh, you know, the first quarter. Uh, we got up uh, 14 to nine, I think there uh, before they went on their little run, where they made some shots and we couldn't score. So uh, our guys uh, were ready right from the start and they competed. And Bryce had uh, a couple big threes uh, there in the first quarter. Uh, and actually, I think uh, all his points there in the first half came in the first quarter with two threes and a and a jump shot. So he came out of the bat uh, ready to go and. Uh, 
then all of a sudden we turned it over a couple too many times and they got some easy ones in transition and, and hit a couple threes there as well. So, uh, but it was back and forth, you know, and like you said, it was nine or 10 points there in the second quarter as well. And we battled back and it was a two point game right before uh, halftime. We we're holding for the last shot. And we mm-hmm. shot too early and they come down and get an and one. And all of a sudden the two point game turns into a five point game. And, you know, they got a lot of momentum going into the third quarter and, uh, sure enough, they come out in third quarter and hit a three, uh, to start third quarter. So that two point lead, that could have been a tie ball game or at least a two point lead could have went to five and it ends up being an eight point lead right off uh, the bat start third quarter. So, uh, but once again, give our guys credit, we battled back in the third quarter. We got down 10 at one point and battled back and made it a four point game going in the fourth quarter. And, uh, Unfortunately, uh, we just couldn't get quite closer than that. I think it was five point game there halfway through, and just like that, it ended up being ten points. And uh, at the end of the game, we had to foul and, and pressure and press, and uh, they broke the press and got a couple easy dunks in transition after that. And sure enough, uh, game's over and your season's over. So, uh, but I give our guys credit; they battled, they played hard, they were they were energetic, they were excited. Uh, we came out and competed. Uh, start so tough one to take but uh proud of the guys of, of how they competed randy the crazy thing for me was the knock kid goes for 18 in the first half i think he had that early three and then you know seven buckets or something like that pretty much inside the lane didn't really look at the three a whole lot they didn't make many threes in the first half i think he had that one and they might have hit one other one you guys shut him down really in the second half he gets two late baskets against your guys's pressure when he leaked out deep but uh, other than that he didn't hurt you in the second half but all of a sudden they can't miss a three it seems like in the second half all nine of their points in the third quarter came from the three-point line yeah uh you know we knew uh he's he's a really good player i mean he's just different he's uh he's a wing and a six eight uh body you know so i think he likes to play out on the arc a little bit and uh we made sure that he wasn't getting any easy easy threes but uh, i think he hit uh first possession of the game uh cool drove and kicked out to him and he hit the first three i'm going to that that's not good if he gets going early uh we're in trouble and uh we did a better job of controlling him from the three-point line but then all of a sudden uh, we pressure him and there's no help and he's getting all the way to the basket and a couple of the times we made a miss around the basket but he's so long and lanky that he gets his own rebound and a put back so yeah we uh we talked about him at halftime saying hey we got a better job he's got 18 points uh we got to make sure that we help off the right guys and make some other guys beat us and unfortunately we we helped off their other two best players they're good shooters and scorers and uh, you know, we held those two shooters to zero threes in the first half. Uh, but then those guys had five threes in the second half, and those were the only guys that made those outside shots. So uh, we did a bad job of closing out hard on some non-shooters, and they made the extra pass to the shooter, and all of a sudden those guys knocked down a bunch of outside shots. And uh, we did a better job of uh, controlling Noel in the second half, but uh, their they're best players, their second – Third best scorers uh, got open and got some good looks, and they knocked them down. Give them credit; they knocked them down. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, when when you take something away in the first, or when you don't take something away in the first half, and that guy gets going, and you try to take him away, then their next best players get going. Uh, you're gonna have a tough time of beating that team. So, and that's what makes them dangerous. You know, when you have uh, some length uh, on the inside that can score. 
uh, you got to help on the backside. We tried to front in the post to try to help on the backside. And, uh, you know, we did a good job of covering him up in the second half. But when you're helping on the backside, then all of a sudden things open up for those other guys. And, uh, they did a good job of taking advantage of that. And, you know, I think they only made uh, four two-point baskets in the second half. Uh, the rest were threes and free throws. So, uh once again, uh, you can't doubt our, our guys. You know, they scrambled and, and tried to do whatever they could to defend and give those guys credit. They made shots. Coach, let's talk about a little better game for you. Uh, you guys Monday went up almost to Sioux City again. You were up at Sergeant Bluff-Luton. Really a dominant second-ass performance. Outscored them 36-17. to 17. I don't think you ever trailed them by more than two, uh, and that was kind of early in the game in the first quarter. But uh, uh, played maybe one of your best games of the year against Sergeant Bluff-Luton that night, a really good defensive game. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, and that's, that's what's crazy. Uh you know about basketball is we've had a couple stinkers throughout the year and uh, we've always responded pretty well and uh you know with with our talks after games we always talked about trying to find a way that we can play put together four good quarters you know and man it's a lot of fun when that comes together uh come district time because i thought sergeant bluff was a, a really nice team and they had some weapons and some good shooters and uh, a little size too and uh I thought we played played great overall. You know, defensively, we were really good. We clogged up the paint. Uh, I think they went five for 36 from three-point line or something crazy like that. So uh, we forced jumpers and kept the ball out of the paint, made it tough for anybody uh, driving. Uh, they only scored eight points in the paint compared to our 36 or 38 or something like that. So uh, defensively, we were really, really good. And, you know, offensively, we, <laughs> we executed really well, too. Yep. You know, uh, our game plan was to spread them out a little bit and we thought we could attack some of their uh, longer, lengthier guys that weren't great defensively. And uh, we got to the basket on some of their guys that were a little bit shorter. We attacked their point guard who uh, was only about 5'10 and traded a nice job of getting to the basket and scoring on him. So it was one of those games where defensively we were really good and offensively we really clicked and executed some of our sets and everything. So, uh, you know, that, that's what makes the, the healing game, not to go back to that game, but what makes that game hard is, you know, we clicked and played so well against Sergeant Bluff, and we need to do the same thing against Healing and offensively. We just weren't as crisp as what we need to, to, to be. Uh, but for sure, give our guys credit against Sergeant Bluff. Uh, you know, Tanner Gatto was really good, uh, had 18 points. I made five threes, but got a ton of rebounds and, and passed the ball pretty well. Trey Hunter was really good getting to the basket and scoring at 18 points. He rebounded the ball really well uh, as well. You know, Jack White had a bunch of rebounds and scored inside. He had 12 points, and, and Bryce was just consistent. You know, we saw something for the first time, really, where they really tried to take Bryce completely out of the game and, and face guard him, and he handled it uh, well and was under control. So, uh, that, was, that was a big win for us, and we were excited about that one because uh, going on the road in districts against a good team, and they kind of had our number the last uh, few years when we played them. So uh, really excited uh, after that game for our guys uh, because we, we played a really good, complete game. Coach, that has to go down probably as, as one of the most complete games you guys played all year. 
But you look back through your schedule, and there were so many really good games. That overtime win on uh, against Kemper on the road to, to start the season. You and I were chatting before the interview here this morning during the break, and and uh, you know both the games against the winter set were good games. I, I know you had a good game with Ballard in there too uh, this season. So what games kind of stand out for you as, as games where you think that you went out and played maybe the way this team was capable of? Yeah, uh, I would say Sergeant Bluff for sure. I mean, we were, we were we were really good, especially there in the second half. And uh, you know, you, you never know how kids are going to respond when it comes to uh, if you lose, the season's over. So uh, that was a lot of fun because they came up with came out with a lot of excitement, a lot of energy. Uh, the winter set game was a big game at their place, uh, so I would agree. Uh, that was another game where we played really well and defensively we were pretty good. And we made some shots. Uh, winter set at home, I think, ended up being a three-point game. They had a chance to to tie it up uh, late in the game, and we got to stop there, so that was a good one. Uh, you know, the the Carlisle game, even though Carlisle's record wasn't wasn't great this year, uh, you know, Bryce had a big three at the end of the game uh, in front of a full house and a big crowd and uh, a lot of excitement there. So, uh, you know, the, there was a lot of a lot of fun ones. Uh, Ballard, you know, we got beat to them early on, but second time through. Uh, uh, we beat them so a lot of fun games uh, a lot of a lot of excitement uh you know some games that we could talk about were some games that we actually played pretty well we just didn't complete the games you know we had north Polk uh, on the ropes uh they're a really nice team we had rolling story who's a really nice team uh ranked all year in 2a uh probably should have won that game so even though we didn't win some of those games we still played some pretty good basketball and uh, those are some games that our guys will, I think, remember for a long time. Could I miss a large senior class? I'll run through all the names here real quick. Uh, Bryce Burla, uh, Mason Voigt, uh, Trey Hunter, uh, Jack White, uh, Blake Hyman, uh, Tanner Gatto, Marcus Wagner, uh, Andres Cruz, and then, and then of course, Tyson Lundstrom uh, really loves this team and, and loves Carroll High a lot. So a uh, big group of seniors, Coach, that uh, are going to be graduating. Yeah, well, we'll definitely miss those guys. I mean, this is, I feel like, by far the, the most seniors I've had on a team. And, you know, a lot of these guys didn't have very much uh, varsity experience coming in. So uh, there's a lot of question marks coming into the year of, you know, how long is it going to take to get them to be ready for varsity basketball? And, uh, you know, we talked about it after the game uh, on Thursday of just, you know, without their leadership, without their uh, mental toughness and coming to practice every day and, and working hard. You know, uh, we've had a couple of games that we didn't play very well. And the next day of practice was always great. They came and competed and, uh, you know, Bryce, I don't know if he's really a true point guard, uh, but played the point for us. Uh, he's such a good shooter, but, uh, took over the point guard spot for us and, uh, did a really nice job, you know, Trey, playing the wing and also, you know, taking over the point guard spot uh, in the Sergeant Bluff game, you know, so pretty versatile. We even tried to post him up sometimes. Uh, really did a nice job and really improved throughout the year and was playing his best basketball at the end of the year. Uh, Jack White, you know, I didn't really know what we could get out of him. He, he told me after we got beat at State that he was going to average eight or nine rebounds a game and just uh, be that guy that's going to be super tough. And, uh, you know, he came off the bench early in the year, but uh, ended up working his way into the starting lineup just because of how hard he worked and competed, and and uh, so can't can't doubt uh, his effort all the time and turned into a really nice post player and scoring around the basket. 
Uh, so can't say enough about him. Tanner Gatto, you know, is the one guy coming back that did have some varsity experience and, uh, you know, one of those guys that's pretty versatile too. I tried to make him into a post player and, and score around the basket as well. And, uh, he had a, had a really nice, uh, end of the year. Once again, playing really well, making a bunch of shots against Sergeant Bluff. So yep. he did a nice job for us. Marcus Wagner, uh, came off the bench, a really good shooter. And, uh, you know, he, uh, I can't remember what game it was. One of the last games where he came off the bench and was a big reason why we won the game, hit a couple threes and, and played really well. So, uh, Andres Cruz, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, he was the reason we won that Kemper game at the start of the year, hitting that big three in overtime. So one of those guys that shows up and works hard all the time, too, and puts in a lot of time. Uh, Blake Hyman, you know, even though he didn't get to play as much as what he'd, what he'd probably like, uh, showed up to practice every day and worked hard and was a great team player. And, uh, you know, just shows no complaints at all, just showed up and, and did his job. So. And then uh, you're right, Tyson Lundstrom is, uh, you know, one of those guys that uh, makes it fun all the time. You know, every time you see him, every time you're around him, brings a smile to your face. And he loves the Carroll Tigers. And, uh, you know, you can't say enough about about him and what he brings to the team. So uh, we'll miss all those guys. You know, they they made a big impact. And we talked about that uh, the other night, you know, uh, being a leader and, and, putting uh, the team on your back and doing the little things and showing up and working hard uh, are little things that hopefully the underclassmen can learn from and, and take away that, you know, if, if you, if you want to get better at something, you got to put in a lot of time and you got to be passionate about it. And, you know, when you see tears in the locker room, that means that uh, they care and it, it means a lot about them and uh, or it means a lot for them. And uh, they care a lot about it, which is what you want uh, in a team. So, can't say enough about all those guys and, and what they brought to Carroll basketball. Well, Coach, I tell you what, we, we had a great time covering you guys this year and watching this team grow as the year went on. Certainly appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, it doesn't matter how late you get back. You always get us everything we need to be able to do what we do. So uh, we thank you for all the interviews every Saturday morning. We thank you for the results of everything. We thank you for any time we contact you and need anything, you get right back to us, and, and you're so good to us, and we, we appreciate everything. So looking forward to next year. Uh, enjoy working with you, and, and uh, if I don't see you ahead of time, we'll see you on March the 5th out at the All-Star Game. Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks again, Jeff, for everything that you do. Once again, it's, it's all about the kids and the amount of time you guys put in and the write-ups and stats and uh, putting all that stuff on social media, getting them recognition is, is what it's all about. So we appreciate all the coverage all the time and everything that you guys do. So thank you. Appreciate it. Head coach Randy Beeson again with the Carroll Boys basketball team. We're back with Sean Minahan from the Kimber Boys basketball team next, coming up here on the MC Crunch Cafe Coaches Show. Carroll County Cattlemen auctioning off a trip to Punta Cana. It's a four-person, four-night, five-day, all-inclusive resort and includes airfare. That's going on at their annual banquet this Saturday at the Arcadia American Legion Hall in Arcadia, Carroll County Cattlemen's Association. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East, in Carroll. 
Kemper boys basketball team going to be heading over to Ida Grove later on this evening. Of course, taking on Sioux Central uh, in the sub-state district final. The winner, of course, heads down to the boys state basketball tournament, which gets underway on Monday, March the 6th with uh, quarterfinal round games in classes 1A and 2A. Then they'll wrap up the quarterfinal round games on Tuesday morning, March the 7th. Joining us right now, to talk about the Kemper boys basketball team, of course, is their head coach, Sean Minahan. Coach, congrats on, on getting into tonight's sub-state final and appreciate you joining us here this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sean, let's start with that game Tuesday night. Uh, you guys have had to win two in a row to, to get to where you're at here today, but let's start with Tuesday's game up at uh, Sac City, uh, the semifinal round game. You took on a OABCIG team that came in with just two losses. Uh, you know, I kind of put my story that night uh, after the game that you guys dominated quarters two and four, outscoring them 48 to 27 combined. In those two quarters, I think you outscored them by one, if I remember right, or something, uh, you know, or three in, in the other quarters, uh, the first and third combined. So what was the difference in quarters two and four, do you think? Um, just the ability to, you know, continue to play guys, uh, continue to make some changes. I thought um, in the switching in the first first and second quarter when we added um, our 2-2-1 back into a 2-3, I think that caused some problems to turn it over. It sped our guys up and, uh, we just continued to hit shots. We rebounded better. That allowed us to pull away a little bit. And then the third quarter, uh, the game got really physical, um, and we got um, a little three-point happy. We shot the ball really well in the first half. And then in the, second, in the third quarter, I think we just were settling for threes instead of attacking the rim. Um, we kept preaching our guys to attack the rim. They kept shooting the kept shooting the three, and they started going back in again. So that was able to kind of stretch it out. So we just need to do a better job of attacking the rim going forward. But if we can shoot the ball that well, it helps. I did joke with you that night after the game. I don't know what it is about that gym. You mentioned the temperature in the gym might have something to do with it, but it does seem like when you guys go to Sac City, uh, you shoot it really well. I can't remember uh, who it was. Sam Allen, I think, set the, the single-game yep. record, wasn't it, just, uh, what, six, seven years ago in three-point shots made up there? Yeah, he has, his sophomore year, he made nine there. I think it was – I'm pretty sure it was a sophomore year. That was the advantage of having Matt Dentlinger and Will Bating. You had to – you had, they played two, three zone, trying to pack it in and just trying to stop him. And we're like, all right, that's fine. We'll, we'll put our shooter in. And Sam just kind of sat way back off the three-point line because he had really good range and just kept shooting. So that was fun. Uh, Coach, uh, early start for you guys that night as far as quick start. Michael Kaspelbauer, I thought, came out really aggressive, not just shooting the three but him and Carson have always done a good job of getting to the rim, but he really attacked the glass, uh, I thought, in the rim early in that game against OABCIG. I mean, that's what we kind of wanted to, to preach. And, and Michael's someone who, who feeds off um, the other team. Um, when, when, when people are starting chanting and trying to get into his head, he, it's usually when he starts playing his best. So um, the student section was, was kind of coming after him a little bit and, and, he he was he was kind of re, he, was, he was responding in both his play and just just the way he was carrying himself. But he uh, he he feeds off of that. What did you see defensively from you guys the other night against the Falcons? I thought we did a really good job. Our number one the guy we wanted to lock down was the was the Ladway kid who was their leading scorer, mm-hmm. and he did that. Um, he had four points. He had a layup off of a putback, and then he had two free throws. I think is what is where his points came from. So. Um, our number one job thing we talked about was making sure we didn't give him any clean looks and our guys did a great job on that. Um, the Dearson kid did a really good job of attacking downhill on us and he took advantage of, um, 
he's not the tallest guy, but he's very strong. He yep. uses his strength very well. Um, and then Beckett really got going in the, in the third quarter when they, they were making a run at us. He was getting downhill on us. But, um, you know, our guys just kept adjusting and responded well. I thought you guys did a nice job of kind of answering any run. They, You guys would get up double digits, and then they'd kind of get it down to around 10 or I think got it as low as 9 one time. But every time they made a run, you guys answered. Yeah, and I mean, that's the, that's the benefit of being able to play multiple guys and go deep. And, um, you know, we had multiple guys step up and have big games. Carter Putney, like, he, he was huge for us. Um, he, he's hitting shots outside, and all of a sudden that's forcing the defense to extend out. DJ was hitting shots. Michael's hitting shots. Uh, Carson hit a three. I think Dawson hit a three. So Brock had three threes. So, you know, multiple guys hitting shots. That's, it really spreads the defense out. That win moved you into tonight's game. But to get to that game, you guys had a game moved date-wise because of some weather. You ended up hosting Green County Saturday afternoon last weekend. Tight first half, kind of a comparison of the games. You guys struggled a little bit with Green County in the first half. They played with you, and then you kind of just dominated the second half. I think the other night, the quick start against OABCIG gave you guys the advantage. But a really good second half against Green County. Yeah, um, they were missing um, Richard Daughtry, who was their leading scorer. And I don't, I think, and our guys had heard about that as a rumor ahead of time, and we weren't quite sure if it was true. But I think our guys, maybe once they knew it was for sure, they maybe just kind of relaxed a little bit, or I'm not sure. But we didn't, I mean, we didn't shoot the ball well. We had some really good looks that didn't go down. Uh, we went just six threes at 28%. So we, we didn't shoot the ball very well at all. Um, really the entire game, but our guys just kept attacking him. Jesse Miller was big for him. He had 23 points. So, um, you know, it, they, they really did battles in the first half, and we just kept going, and, and we did a lot of five-in, five-out substitutions, and our, and our second group really did a great job, I thought, that game. Coach, uh, Sioux Central coming up tonight. The Rebels are 23-0. and uh, I've told anybody that's asked me that, you know, this is a state tournament game. Both of you guys are good enough. Uh, and probably deserve uh, to be down at Wells Fargo Arena. And I wish that you guys wouldn't have to have met in, in a sub-state game, but you get to a sub-state, you're always going to run into a good ball club. Anybody on your schedule that you guys have seen this year that's comparable to these guys? Um, no, I don't really think so. I mean, they, they definitely offer something completely different. The Hargens kid, for them, he's the leading scorer in the state. He averages 27 points per game. They got Carter, I'm... Botcher, Botcher number two, he averages 19, I think. They got Ethan Mills, who's averaging something like 14, 15 points per game. So those three guys, as a team, they average 70 points per game. Those three combined for 60 points per game. So they're definitely a three-man show. Um, and we just got to – and that's something we really haven't seen from that standpoint. But as far as, like, personnel standpoint, I mean, when you, when I see him on film, the Jacob Hargens, it's hard to not see him and, and think of DJ, what DJ could do his senior year. Yeah, absolutely. He comes in shooting almost 64% from the field. How does he – I mean, that's really, really good. He's not a kid that's down on the block all of the time. So how does he shoot that well and, and score as well as he does? He, he attacks downhill. I mean, he's a good shooter from the outside. He's going to go play college basketball at Dort next year. But he um, he does a really good job of getting downhill. And then on the occasions he does miss, he usually – He's super athletic and springy, and he jumps up, gets his own rebound, and puts it back in. So, I mean, he had a 53-point game against Dual Fonda a couple weeks ago. He's, he's very talented for sure. Does their size, does anything with their size bother you guys at all, or do you feel like you match up pretty well with their size? 
Um, I mean, they do have some 6'4 kids. I think we're going to match up okay because um, Harkins is really the only guy with the size who's looking to score. The other guys are just they're in there to rebound, set screens, and, and try to create and then play defense. But offensively, um, you know, the Harkins is, is the guy who's really only guy using his size to, in, inside. You guys have that ability. Canny and Casper Bauer get to the rim. DJ can get to the rim, so can Gifford off of the dribble. But you guys also knock down the outside shot, and if they're falling like they did the other night against uh, um, OABCIG, you're really tough to defend. How does Sioux Central defend? What do they do? Are they going to press you? Are they going to sit in a zone? What 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 kind of looks do you anticipate? I think they're going to play man. Um, everything I've seen so far has been man from them, just half court. Uh but I, th- I think you can, I think you can attack them. You can spread them out. Um, they don't. They're big three guys. They don't want to get in foul trouble because they can't really afford to have one of those guys go out. Um, so we want to be the aggressors. We want to attack them and and either get to the rim or try to put them in foul trouble and see if we can't use that to our advantage. Well, do they want to run some? Uh, they they average seventy a game, so I'm sure they're not afraid to get up and down the floor. But uh, do you guys want to run with them, or do you th- feel like slowing the tempo is to your advantage? I think having them play at a slower pace plays for our advantage. Um, offensively, we just we want to keep doing what we're doing. And if the opportunity presents itself, we're going to run. Um, but if we need to get a, the great look, we need to make sure we're patient, patient, making the extra pass, make them guard us, um, so we're not settling for just a quick shot every single time. And then defensively, if we can just make them, you know, take some time. Uh, the thing that scares us about Hargens is getting downhill because he's. Um, He's so strong and physical that he's really tough to stop from getting to the basket. But um, if we can get him, keep him from getting ahead of steam, I think that'll make it play to our advantage. How fun is it to be in this game, though, again and, and against a team? This this year, to me, it's exciting. I, I would love to be in a game like this and in a matchup like this. Yeah, this is this is awesome for sure. Um, you know, we've played in some big sub-state games. My first year, we I – mean, Two of the three years we 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 won substates my first three years and uh, we knocked off the defending state champion. So um, we've played in some big substate games before, but yeah, this one this one has a feel for it. It's it's exciting to be back and um, guys are excited. We're just really looking forward to it. Well, coach, can't wait to see you over there later on this afternoon. Wish you the best of luck. We'll chat with you again before the game coming up tonight. Best of luck in the game, and we'll see you later. Thank you. Appreciate it. Head coach Sean Minahan again with the uh, Kemper boys basketball team. Again, that game going to be broadcast tonight on kick 106.7. Doug Wanderger and I will have the coverage pregame. We'll get underway between 640 and 645 tip off tonight at seven o'clock. We'll be back with more from the MC country cafe coaches show. We're going to talk Carol boys wrestling. Eric Noggle set to join us next right here on the MC country cafe coaches show. Every Friday for Lent season, the Carroll High V Market Grill will be serving a variety of seafood options sure to tickle your taste buds. They have shrimp, tilapia, cod, and catfish nuggets. Get hush puppies or fries on the side for a warm meal ready in just minutes. Carroll High V Market Grill, stop today. Attention truck drivers in Carroll and Corning. There are a lot of employment options out there. You want full-time work with excellent pay and awesome benefits because you're worth it. Darling Ingredients is looking for drivers at their Carroll and Corning locations. And you're home every night. If you have a Class A or B CDL, call now. 402-417-5975. That's 402-417-5975. Or go to darlingii.com and find out that you're worth a lot more to Darling Ingredients. 
Wrapping up the wrestling season with the Carroll boys right now. Joining us is head coach Eric Noggle. And as always, coach, appreciate the time and good to talk to you. Yeah, as always. Thanks for everything you guys do. You bet, coach. Uh, we wrap up. We we talked last uh, Saturday morning and, and you had one guy still going down at the state. That was Draylon Schweitzer. Uh, he would finish up in fifth place. Uh, fell to, to Caden Weber in his first match on Saturday morning and then uh, knocked off uh, Colin Cassidy of, of Webster City. Uh, winning it by fall in the third period to wrap up that fifth place finish. You and I were just chatting during the commercial break. Uh, you were so proud and, and so happy with the way Draylon finished up that career last Saturday. Yeah, yeah, very happy for for Draylon. Um, Draylon's come a long way. I think we were looking back his freshman year. I think he won like eleven matches or something, and then his sophomore year he didn't even make our lineup. So for a kid to go two years and kind of struggle a little bit and then qualify as a junior and then to be a place winner as a senior, it's just a credit to how hard Draylon worked and and the and his ability to be coachable and to take information and adjust it and. He got hot at the right time, and 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 that's a heck of a career and a heck of a way to end his his wrestling career down there at Wells Fargo. Very very proud and happy for Draylon. And he battled the Weber kid who came into that match. Uh, I think thirty and one on on the year. He ended up losing eight to four. So did he have some chances in there maybe to 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 get a pin or or how did that matchup play out for him? Yeah, yeah, we had some matches with Weber. I mean, last year I think we got pinned by him. I can't remember wrestling last year and wasn't wasn't even as close as what it was um the Weber kids just stays in really good position really really hard kind of wrestles from his knees a little bit and, and doesn't give you many opportunities to get to his legs and we got to his legs a few times and and had some opportunities to score there and uh I've, I've known their coach for for many many years and he used to coach at West Marshall and now at Nevada and we got done talking afterwards and he said there's Bowman he goes we, we were we weren't looking past Draylon at all we we knew we were going to be in a fight and said he's improved so much from the last year from wrestling him and and uh again weber did a great job kids just phenomenal wrestler and, and hard to get out of position so Draylon worked hard and you know it just didn't happen that way but credit to both those guys and when you get down there at, at the wells fargo you know little position things make huge huge differences and pay off and we just couldn't break his couldn't break his defense Coach, one of the things Draylon seemed to be really good at down there, especially after maybe the first round or two, was getting that takedown late in a period. Is that what happened in his fifth-place match with the Cassidy kid? Did, yeah. did he just get in there in that third period and get him down? Yeah, yeah. He actually gave – We, uh, I think at one point he, he gave up a takedown that got called off, and Draylon was kind of a little nervous. And we thought, oh, boy, here we go. And we got an opportunity in on a leg and, and – Draylon just works really, really hard on his feet and did, did a good job this year getting to his feet and getting to those positions. And the one thing he did really well down there is that he, he, he was never out of it. He never took himself out of it. He never gave up those opportunities for five-point moves that, that we kind of struggled with as a team towards the end of the year is giving up big moves and, and having to claw our way back. Draylon just gave up some, some, some positioning spots and, and then – able to keep it within striking distance for us to work our way back and get an escape and get a takedown and work in back into three points. But um, he really got really good at cradles this weekend and I, I or last weekend and, and, and capitalized on that. And he caught him in a cradle. And I think there was like five seconds left on the clock. And I think I was yelling, hold him there. And I think Dan was Drake was yelling, let's roll him over and get some back points. And Draylon rolled him over and got some back points out of it. So Draylon did a real good job of listening to to us and and knowing situational wrestling. 
Coach, uh, let's look at the season as a whole for you. I, I imagine you, you got to be really excited the way uh, this team wrestled and, and, and the future of this program right now. But uh, what stood out for you about uh, the 2022-2023 wrestling season for the boys? Uh, what, what stood out with this group of guys is um, everybody kind of did their job and, and did their responsibility, but we're there as well as, as, as there for each other as teammates as well. Um, the one thing that really, really sticks out with these guys is they didn't back down from any challenges. We gave them a challenge. They accepted it. They took it. They did it. Whatever we put in front of them, they didn't question. They didn't argue. They just went straight to work and, and knew what was ahead of them. I think sometimes I think even, even their, their goals and their determinations sometimes trumped ours and, and, and what they thought they could accomplish sometimes trumped ours and, and they didn't, they didn't fault us. I mean, we, we didn't have. I don't think we had any issues where, you know, things were questionable or whatever. And the kids just, the kids just took what we said and, and ran with it. And that's one thing that, that this team did really, really well is they fought for each other and they wrestled for each other and they just, they accepted challenges and, and, and came out and did what they needed to do. And, and, then, and sometimes that's really, really hard when you got teams that, you know, have some skills and, and able to do some things. Sometimes you got guys that want to wander off and kind of do their own thing, but these guys all, kind of hung in there, stuck together, fought really, really hard, and, and did everything that we asked of them, and it became coachable. I mean, yeah, if you want to put a name on it, you could say coachable. This team became 100% coachable and, and never doubted anything that we said or, or questioned anything that we asked them to do. Coach, with all the wins you guys had this year, I know last season it was that win over Ballard because it stopped a streak with them. Uh, maybe it was the win at Ballard this year, but uh, which which match or which tournament did you feel like you, when you look back was like the one that was kind of the signature of this season? I, I would probably say the Herb Ergens was, was a huge signature for us. Um, to finish top three at the Herb Ergens is a, a, a feat in itself. I mean, 20 teams in there, some of the top teams, 1A, 2A, and a few 3As here and there. I mean, to have a two-day tournament come out of that with the week that we had, uh, it's probably, probably a good thing we didn't wrestle Winterset and Carlisle and had that one canceled on Thursday, which kind of put us in a situation. But I think towards the end of the season, if you want to put a, a mark on our team of uh, identifying where we came out, the Ballard win was a huge win for our team and our program to do it two years in a row and for them to kind of put, you know, change the lineup to, to try to beat us. And we just went straight out and put our guys on where we thought they were going to be and, and wrestled it and won it. I think that was huge for us as well. But I'd say, if you want to say what tournament or whatever kind of signified our team and our program. And I would say it had to be the Herbergens. We came together and everybody did their job and everybody did their part and everybody kind of moved on and, and, and got to where they could, help the team in, in certain situations and to finish top three at that tournament uh, I'll put my hat on that one as well but I would say that was probably to identify the best tournament we that we that we wrestled you guys going to be losing I think seven seniors off of this year's team but yeah not a ton of guys that uh you know let me say this way you got a ton of guys coming back that were really big for you guys uh, this season yeah um yeah these seven seniors I can't say enough about them I mean to our starters, to our guys that came in position or came in certain positions to help us out, and, and guys that stayed the entire year and wrestled JV. I mean, pretty, pretty, pretty good group of seniors to come out and, and to to have a year that they had, and and uh, yeah, they they were they're instrumental on it, and 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 
where we wanted to be and where we wanted to, where our program needed to be. And, and they stepped up and did their part. I mean, I can't say enough, but you got a guy like Jeep Clark who comes out one year and jumps in at 220 and is a crowd favorite instantly. And I know he didn't win very many matches, but that crowd loves Jeep Clark and, and, and our guys love him. And, and um, to Logan Nepper, Gage Butcher, Colton Whelan, Draylon Schweitzer, Jared Gallagos. I'm sure I'm missing somebody else in there. I can't remember who else. But, I mean, you look at those guys and to fight those positions and, and to help us out and do everything they possibly could. I, I can't thank the seniors enough for everything. But, yeah, we do have we have a pretty good core coming back, and, and the standards are high again. So, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Those freshmen aren't freshmen anymore. They're going to have to step up and, and, and help us out next year. And some eighth graders that are going to be freshmen see if they can come out and help us out in the lineup. And, and uh, those seniors are going to be hard to replace and, and are not forgotten. I mean, they've done a lot for our program, and it doesn't go unnoticed. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate all the time you give us. Uh, so much enjoy getting a chance to work with you and watching this program continue to develop and get better. And, and I'll tell you what, I'm excited for next year. So uh, as much as I love summer and fall, I, I, I think I'm ready for next season already. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm excited for us too, and, and, and happy for the program. And I got to thank the coaches and all the support that we get from all the family members. Um, Dan Drake, Taylor Berger for volunteering as much as they do. Um, Marty Vanderheide and Keith Weber giving up all their time being paid coaches and, and doing everything that I ask of them and, and, and helping out any way possible. And, and, and the families and, and the wrestlers and everybody that has supported our the Carroll High program. We can't thank you enough, and we do it for you guys. So um, can't wait for next year, but kind of need a little bit of a break <laughs> and, and get back to some other sports and do some things. But thanks for the support that everybody has given us, and thanks for the radio support that you guys have given us as well. And I'll say it again like I always do, go Tigers. Now let your body heal for a little while, Coach, and then next year we'll get here. <laughs> Head Coach yeah, Eric Nongle. Uh, Head coach Eric Noggle joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We'll be back with more coming up next. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. John, what are you doing? Get in my car. Why are you walking to work? Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They are draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait, you're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around. $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SMART for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code SMART. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SMART for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SMART. 
Carroll girls basketball team wrapped up their season last week with a hard fart ball game against a number one ranked at Dallas and a Grimes Tigers pushing them all the way into the fourth quarter, uh, but end up falling, finishing the year 11 and 12. Joining us again to talk about Tiger girls basketball is their head coach, Katie Cook. And coaches, always appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Jeff. You bet, Coach. Well, let's bounce back. I know it was a week ago last Saturday, and, and God, I, I hate bringing up those final games of the year, especially when I thought the girls played really, really well and exceptionally well, I thought, on the defensive end. Kind of your thoughts, what stood out for you about the game against DCG last week? Well, you know, I thought it was it was a defensive battle, uh, low scoring. Um, I was proud of our girls' defensive effort. They stuck to our game plan, um, and, it, and it paid off. Unfortunately, we just couldn't connect um, offensively in those final quarters. That game really flowed back and forth a little bit. Uh, you guys grabbed the lead early and, and kind of held on to it for a while. Um, I thought ag- you aggressive early offensively, or what did you see from your team offensively early? Well, you know, I just saw some fight, and, you know, I like to see them driving to the hole. We Unfortunately, we weren't hitting from the outside, um, so we were going to have to go go to the lane. Um, you know, I think Olivia Rowetter had a couple good offensive rebounds and putbacks. Uh, Shay, you know, with her speed, she was able to to get to the lane and find some layups. Um, Cam Shabel scored on the inside a few times. We just we had some different things working for us in the first half that we just struggled uh, with in the second half. Defensively, we mentioned how well you played. Uh, what was it with the defense where – uh, I thought you guys really did a nice job of kind of frustrating the minor girl. I know she ended up seven of eight from the free throw line, and I think it was like a 63% free throw shooter or something coming into that, but really struggled to get the ball and struggled to make shots once she got the ball. Right, right. And she's, she was obviously a huge focus for us, you know, all-state player, um, their leading scorer, good size. And honestly, she created a pretty tough matchup for us. Um, they had a pretty big lineup. Um, compared to us but um, you know we had Madison tuning matchup with her Uh, she's kind of been our go-to defensive player this year does an excellent job and you know we were just trying to force her to to make her uncomfortable force her to do things she didn't really want to do I thought you did a great job of that and and then Finley Fitzgerald their other senior and one of their other leading scorers um, you kind of I think Caitlin was on her quite a bit you had some other girls Shay maybe defended her for a while as well but also really struggled from the field going two for ten Right, and, and you know it's the same kind of deal. Um, like you said, Shay and Caitlin both both um, spent some time guarding her. We and we were switching screens, so really at any given time, anybody um, could have been on, matched up with any of their players. Um, so we really, the girls were really involved and committed to knowing personnel um, and how we were trying to guard each person. Um, yeah, and Finley Fitzgerald, she she's a good all around player, great all around player. Um, but we were really trying to take away the drive. Down by four heading into the fourth quarter, did you feel like you needed to make any changes or did you feel like what you were doing was going to be good enough to kind of get you guys a win that night? Um, I knew it wouldn't be long or if it's, you know, if it went to down six or or at any point that we'd, we'd need to put some pressure on, um, roll the dice a little bit and, and see if we couldn't force some turnovers um, and get buckets that way. We just, honestly, we... we turned it over too much in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the chances that we should have had, would have had, um, you know, I think we just maybe were a little nervous, big moment, um, and made some some, some turnovers. Uh, it was it was tough. 
Um, and if we could, <laughs> uh, when we were chatting earlier, I mentioned, you know, if we could go back and watch that film, I would, <laughs> you know, we'd have a lot to learn from. But unfortunately, you know, that's it. I, I thought the key moment in the game, uh, Shea pushes it down the one time, uh, drives into the lane early in the fourth, you're down seven. She kicks it back to Cameron, who was that trailer on the break, and, and Cam knocks it down the three. All of a sudden, you're down 33-29. I thought it completely gave you guys the momentum, and I know DCG called the timeout, and I said to myself, if Carroll can get a stop here, man, this is this is really a ball game, and they've got a chance to win this. And it looked like you had the stop. I think the the Wrights girl ended up getting that three off from right over in front of you know their bench, literally right before the shot clock went off, and 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 just an unlucky break for you guys. She ended up draining about a twenty two twenty three footer, maybe twenty four footer, right as the shot clock expired. But that seemed to kind of give them the momentum back, and I thought the game changed after that. I agree. I agree. Um, and, and you've got to give uh, the, the Rice players some credit and DCG a, a ton of credit. Their defense was tough, very tough, um, tougher than we anticipated. Um, she shot really well. They made their free throws uh, at the end of the game, um, very clutch to, to, to finish strong. Um, and, you know, Cameron's three was huge. It was a good momentum swing. It's it what we needed. Uh, but, yeah, DCG did all the right things, and, and we just had a tough go there. Uh, super proud of our girls' effort, though, um, and, and of the season that we put together. Ton of seniors on this team, uh, Coach. For this season, though, for you guys to battle the way you did in, in this conference, I look at that uh, late win against a, a ranked Carlisle team where you won 61-54. to That one jumps out along with that DCG matchup. Now, maybe that was because those are two recent games for you guys, but when you look back over this season, is it the Harlan game where you blew out a ranked team, or what games kind of stand out for you? I definitely, you know, we played really well in that Harlan game. That was a fun one um, just to, to have so many girls. I mean, we made 14 threes yep. in that game. It was So that's one I think everyone will remember. Um, and then we, we you know, we, we played North Polk and we play Ballard twice every year um, at least. And they're, you know, you're talking top five teams right there. So um, those games are are such great learning games for us. I mean, yeah, we took Ballard to overtime the second time we played them. Yep. I think, I think that was huge for us. And, and a lot of things clicked into place for us. They're like, Hey, we're extremely capable. Um, and, and, and a quality team. Like we need to, um, or we don't need to be worried about seeing a DCG in the regionals. We can compete. Um, so I think it's definitely a confidence booster for us. Um, and I just looking at our schedule, uh, and our scores over the past season, um, I can honestly say I think we got better every game. Yep. Um, we hit a couple bumps in the road, in the road, but we we were constantly learning, constantly trying to get better, and, and that's just a credit to the girls and, and their drive and motivation. Well, coach, I tell you what, it's and, been a f- commitment. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, and they just they've just been committed, you know, yep. for the whole season and. And, and for those seven seniors, their whole career. You mentioned those seven seniors. I'll run through them here for you real quick. Shane Ashinger, Cameron Shabel, uh, Mackenzie Johnson, Maddie Tuning, Shea Sennard, Kennedy Tyne, and also Ava Gross. What a great group of kids that you're going to be losing. Yeah, fantastic group. We'll miss them um, tremendously uh, on and off the court. Those are great kids, uh, and I'm proud of them. And what and excited to see what, you know what they do with their next steps. 
losing a great group, but uh, you're bringing back some leaders and and, and some potential. Uh, just run through some of the kids that saw some time. Caitlin Aiden, of course, is starter. Olivia Rowetter. Uh, I know that uh, um, it was uh, Elizabeth Perkins got into some games late for you. Bailey Schulte, I still remember the big three she had against somebody down in the left corner uh, right after checking into the game. Uh, you know, Allie Cook and, and Carly Mankin both saw a little bit of time down the stretch of the season for you as well and give you some valuable minutes. So there's some building pieces for you for the future. Yeah, definitely. And and Molly Feld will be back. She'll be a senior next year. She's a great athlete. Our our, our current junior class, the seniors next year, uh, Bailey, Molly, and Libby, are they're great athletes and and girls that are willing to put in time and work and improve. Um, and they, I mean, there were many days at practice where, you know, they would beat our starting crew, our our top, you know, seven or eight girls. Um, so they're extremely capable and, and I'm, I'm excited to have them back. Well, coach, we thank you for everything. Uh, appreciate you joining us every week here for the show. And sometimes we have to record late at night or early in the mornings because of things that are going on. But, uh, you know, and then we, we, we ask you to get us results every night late, even after those trips to Carlisle and Winterset and all those long bus trips. So we appreciate everything you do for us throughout the season. And, uh, we, we thank you and congratulations on what was a fun and an outstanding year for the girls. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate the coverage. You bet. Head coach Katie Cook again with the Carroll Girls basketball team. We'll stop away, take a break, back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up next here on KCIM. Carroll County Cattlemen auctioning off a trip to Punta Cana. It's a four-person, four-night, five-day, all-inclusive resort and includes airfare. That's going on at their annual banquet this Saturday at the Arcadia American Legion Hall in Arcadia, Carroll County Cattlemen's Association. Welcome back here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning, kind of wrapping up our last full show of the 2023 spring or winter sports season. So we thank Mark and everybody down at MC's for hosting again this year. Again, I've been doing this show for 19 years. They were the host when I got here in 2004, so they've been hosting this show on sponsoring this show for a long, long time. So we appreciate that. Appreciate everybody tuning in each and every uh, Saturday morning throughout this uh, winter sports season. And want to thank our coaches. Uh, we want to thank Sam Vanami and uh, Garrett Schmitz uh, from the uh, Kemper and Carroll Girls Wrestling Programs. We want to th- thank uh, Shane Vaughn and Eric Noggle uh, from the boys' wrestling programs uh, from Kemper and Carroll. We want to thank Deb Danner. Uh, the boys' swim coach, Deb, has to go all the way through the full one with the girls and then all the way through the winter one with the boys every Saturday morning. Um, want to thank our basketball coaches again, uh, uh, Sean Minahan and Andrew Clink from Kemper, and, of course, Randy Beeson and Katie Cook uh, from Carroll High as well. We will have a conversation with Coach Minahan coming up next Saturday, no matter what happens with their ball game tonight, uh, but we will not have the full MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up next Saturday as we are down to just the Kemper boys basketball team left uh, here in our winter sports season. So we wish them the best of luck tonight. Don't forget, you can listen to the Kemper Sioux Central basketball game tonight on Kick 106.7. Pre-game coverage going to get underway at around 640-645 with a tip-off of that game at 7 o'clock. Myself and Doug Wanniger, we will have the broadcast. Thanks again for tuning in here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Have a great weekend, everybody.